0: All right, so today's daf is Dav Kufta Amar Aleph, page one hundred nine, and we are up to Tana Rabanan, about ten lines from the top of the page. Until until this Tana Rabanan, we had discussed that um, that well, we ended off discussing Rabbi Akiva and the Indian of keeping children awake at the Pesach Seder. They would hand out nuts uh, to inspire them. They would uh, they would give out the they, they would hide the matzah. Was it referring to the afikayman? Is it referring to moving of the plate from the table? Either way, we saw the idea that, uh, that it's important that the Pesach Seder should be a place of interest to people so that they don't fall asleep. Very, very important idea to remember as many of us may be traumatized from our youth sitting at a five-hour Pesach Seder in order to get one bowl of chicken soup, right? So the Pesach Seder... Should be a place of uh, of interest and excitement for the uh, for the the children and uh, should also be exciting and move along for adults. But here we go. So we're up to Tana Tan the rabbis learned and so Shui, very very interesting Gemara says the Gemara Chayov Adam le Sameach Bonav Ubne Beregel. A person is Chayav to be Misameach his children and the members of his household. On Yom Tif. You hear this? We're on Kuf Tesom and Aleph. Tana Rabbanon, About the uh, uh, 10, 11, 12 lines from the top of the page. Shanamar. As it says in the Torah. You should be misameach on your. Chag b'amem misamcham. How should you be misameach others? B'yayin. The way to be misameach is with wine. Rebutam says Anoshim It all depends. Men need certain things to be happy. Anoshim b'roi The Men have things that make them happy and women have things that make them happy. Alright? Whatever they need, whatever your needs are to be misameach. Now what is, the, what is this? Anoshim be What are men? What usually makes men happy? They are gladdened with wine. What about women? Tony says, day day on Depends where you live. In Bavel, with all sorts of multicolored garments, and in Eretz Yisrael, with uh, pressed linen garments. Right, whatever they feel fancy, schmanzian depending on on your locale. Now there is a very very interesting machlokas. I don't want to get too into it. But there's a very interesting machlokas about how this works. Because that's in the Torah, samachto bechagacha. Now, if samachto bechagacha means I need to be misameach others, the members of my household, what if I buy them a nude outfit and they're not happy? Did I get my mitzvah? Does happiness come through things? And does happiness come through other people, or not? There's a very interesting between the Rambam and the about about uh, exactly how this works. What if I buy my wife a dress and she's still upset over the whole Yamta for whatever reason? Is is it a varta samachta bechagacha that you have to practically be besimcha, and whether or not you have something, if you're besimcha, you get it. What if I didn't buy my wife anything? But she's happy anyway. Did I get my mitzvah as samachta bechagacha? This is a very interesting discussion amongst the Rishonim, but we'll just stick with the, with the simple shot, with the simple meaning. And that is that it's incumbent upon the head of the household to create an atmosphere, to create an environment, to create a culture of simcha around the yomtiv, where people are getting things, where they show up to yomtiv. Feeling uh feeling nice, the kids have their special candy, the you know the, the, the men have their wine, the women have their dresses, and we're good. Huh? Wait, is this about Pesach and the Seder or are we talking in general? So this is talking about Besamahta Bekha of Ysa is talking about the Shalh regalim, each of the regalim. But over here we're focusing obviously particularly on Pesach, but it does apply to each of the regalim. Okay. Tanya, we learned in a Rabbi Yehuda ben Me'asei Raimer. Rabbi Yehuda ben Me'asei says, "When the Beis Hamikdash was around, when the Beis Hamikdash existed, Ein Simcha Ella BeBasar, the the mitzvah of being M'sameach was with meat. Shenamar veZovakta You will offer a karban Shlomit. You'll eat there and then you'll be happy." You'll rejoice in front of Hashem. You'll bring your carbon shlamim, and then everybody will be happy. However, nowadays, unfortunately, the Besam mikdash is not around, and we don't have carbonos. We don't have sacrifices. The joy does no longer comes through the sacrifices. This joy comes through wine. And wine makes happy the heart of Enosh, the heart of people. Okay. Period. End of that discussion. Very good. Now, yesterday, we're going to go back to a discussion that we started yesterday, which was how to properly... We started discussing the leaning during the four cups, and then how to properly dilute the four cups we're going to go back to the discussion now of the Dalit kosos to arba kosos okay and this is going to take us until Ahmed Beis. through it's a very short Ahmed Beis. and Ahmed Bez actually is going to lead us into the last 10 blad of the misehta where we're going to go, we're going to get into a lot of fascinating um agadita, uh, fascinating agadita gumaras uh the 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 segue between the Dalit Kosos, which we're going to discuss now, the amounts of the Dalit Kosos, we said needs to be a nice cup, right? The Kosho Bruchus should be a nice cup, which we said is a revias. And the way it's going to segue on Omid Bey's is the Gemara is going to ask a question that in general, and we'll see whether this applies nowadays. There's a very big discussion whether this, this uh, is applicable. But there, there, there's a concept called Zugos, which I want to introduce now, even though it's coming up on Omid Bey's. And that is the concept of pairs. Things that are done in sets of two have a bad omen. Okay? They have a bad omen. It's not superstition. There's sources for this. Um, A lot of the sources are dependent on the following, that we know there's only one power, there's one God in the world, and often when people would do things in pairs, that kind of represented the splitting of powers like there's more than just god running the show and people would purposely do things in pairs and that's kind of what zugos represents so apparently when you do thing and things in sets of two in even numbers it's it's a detriment and the gemara is going to get into a discussion as to why we have four cups of wine if it's sets of two okay that's how the segue is going to work between, We're going to talk about the measurements of the four cups, get into the four cups, and then segue into this concept of how can you even have four cups if we know that we're not supposed to do things in sets of two. All right, so let's get going over here. Rabbi Yitzchak Rabbi says we're about 10 or 11 lines from the bottom of Kuftes Amarab. Kasta de Meiraisa. The kasta of fish fats. All right, now we we'll refer to this as like a a measuring bowl, a measuring bowl. Dajave Bsiporri that they had in Tsipori. He havas in Luga de If you ever find these measuring bowls that they would use to sell fish fats in Tsipori, you should know that these measuring bowls are the size of a lug a liquid lug measurement in the base hamikdash. Ubo mesharin pesach, and they would actually use these measuring bowls to measure a revias of wine for the four cups on Pesach. These were like the, the perfect measuring bowls. Okay, the Rashbam explains. In what way were they? Uh, in what way were they perfect? Because a revius... Is one quarter of a lug? It's one fourth of a lug. So four revius is one lug. These measuring bowls held one perfect lug. So they what they would do what they would do is what they would do is, they would, do is um, they would take the lug, fill it up this bowl, and then they would split it into the dollar Kaisis. And now the, and now they knew they had at least a revius for all that. Um Rabichan Rabbichan says, "Timnaisa Kadmaisa, Da Bitveria, the the first Timnaisa that they had in Tveria, Havas Yesera al Da Riva, was a revius more than the one we have now. It had an extra reveal, and that is the proper way to measure a revius of Pesach, okay? Whatever's left over in the original one after you empty it out. You take an original timnisa, empty it into the new timnisa. The original timnisa was one revius larger. So you're going to fill it up, empty it into the smaller one, and how much are you going to be left with? One revius, because the original one was one revius more. That's how you know the measurement of a revius. Um, they're, they're giving different ideas of how to figure out uh, uh, in exact the says, Raviyas. The Ravchis says, Raviyas in the Taira, if you want to put it into physical measurements, into solid areas, if you want to take a liquid amount and figure out how much of a space of a volume it takes up, it's two fingers by two fingers, uh, 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 two fingers long by two fingers wide. The Etzba v'chaymish and two fingers plus a half, uh, plus a half a finger plus, a, plus a fifth of a finger breadth tall. Kidetanya, and that's the that's the square space that you're going to. Uh, that's the square space that you're going to have. It's basically um, uh, two and seven tenths of a finger. D'etanya, how do we know that? Kidetanya, learned it And if you fill up this area, he's just giving an idea. If you fill up this area, that's how you know that you have a Revias. Kittani learned in a is called Basari, we know this from mikvah. The is that a mikvah has to, your body has to be completely surrounded in water. How much liquid must be inside of a mikvah? How much rainwater? How much you know, uh, source water even in an ocean, right? How much does it need to hold? So it says you got, it's got to hold enough that you could put your an, an average person could put their entire body in the mikvah. How much is that? How much water is that? First of all, your whole body has to be in the water, which means you can't have a chatzitza. B'mayim b'me mikveh. B'mayim means you've got to be completely in, in a water that's gathered together. As called Basara, your entire body, mayim shikal gufayala bohem, that the water, it's got to be enough water that your whole body can be immersed at one time. The kamohin and how much water is it? First of all, you can't have a chatzitza. Second of all got to be gathered together third of all it's got to be big enough for an average person how much water is big enough for an average person to immerse themselves in top of them bays how much space is that amma alama barum shaleish an amma by an by the uh an amma by an ama, with three amos high okay now how much is that the chum say that it ends up being 40 so i'll just put it into our terms all right to put it to our terms how much gathered water do you have together? It's going to be anywhere between 150 and 200 gallons of water, of collected water, to be a kosher mikvah. That is the amount of space needed to hold your 150, 200 gallons of water. That's enough water for an average-sized person to immerse their, their uh, entire body inside of that. So you see, you're allowed to take physical you take physical measurements and figure out how much fits into that area, and kachava, that's how much you done. Amr um, Ravashi Rav says, Amr Ravin Ravin taught me, Shochan shal mikdash By the way, you should just know that the Shochan in the base of Mikdash, tangentially, the shulchan, the table, right, representing Parnassah, and it, ha- it housed the lechem upon him, the, the showbreads, the 12 showbreads that stayed fresh from week to week. It, the, the table must have been built in parts, it must have been built in pieces. And if you're going to tell me that, it, that even when you built it, it was built in a way where it became like one entity and molded together, you couldn't take it apart, that's not possible, because amsa ba amsa If a mikvah was big enough, an amma by an amma and three ammas in height, to hold this, the shulchan of the Beis HaMikdash didn't fit in. Okay? Now, so What? So what? Maybe they were never titled the, the, the shulchan. It says, oh, if a mikvah is by one amma, by one amma, and three ammas tall, so the table which was bigger than that obviously had to be taken apart because if it ever became hey how are you ever going to find a mikvah big enough to dunk it into? Must be that you're able to take it apart. Why? Maybe it never became tammeh. Maybe it never became dame. Maybe it wants to build the shulchan, and if it ever became dummy, you had to build a new one. So what happened was like this. It's very interesting. What happened was that in the Beis Hamikdash, which the Rashbam says we're dealing with the the Shulchan Shalzov. We're dealing with the uh, the golden Shulchan. And the Rashbam points out as follows. On the Sholash Regalim, on the three festivals, we know that Allah B'nai Yisrael came up to the Beis HaMikdash. When they would come, the Mishnah in Yuma tells us, I'm getting this from the Rashbam, Mishnah in Yuma tells us that they would bring out the Kalim of the Beis HaMikdash to show Klal Yisrael the beauty and the miracles that would take place on a daily basis. And one of the things they brought out to Klai was the shulchan to show the miraculous lechem upon him, which stayed fresh the entire week. On day seven of the bread being there, it was still warm and fresh and gazunt like it came out of the oven. And they would bring things out. Now, when people are around, they start touching things, and things can become tummy. That's what happens, right? You touch things. We know this very well from the coronavirus, right? That, that you got, When people are around that, the so thing spread. All right, spread, So the shochan was one of the things that they would bring out. Hence the the premise that it must be the shochan came in parts because we know there were certainly times because of the shalash regalim that, this, that the, the shochan had to be, they had to title it. Sometimes they would be title it. The halacha was, the mishnah says, they would be title all the kalim anyway, just in case. After they would bring the kalim out to Klai Yisrael, they would go and just be title it just in case. So it must be that the shohan. Was, uh, uh, w- uh, was made up of multiple different parts. Otherwise, it wouldn't fit into that that Amma by Amma by three Ammas. Says the Gemara, my kosher. Okay, so what? what's your question? Doma they have a I know his parts. Maybe they would dip the Shulchan into the Yam that Shlomo built, which was much wider. did Tani, Chia, because Chia uh, taught us Okay um, Basically what happened was Shlomo HaMalach by the second base of mikdash Made a humongous mikvah pool For the Kahane Right nowadays You know you go to these big large Chassidische towns Yeah they have a, a Lap pool for the mikvah. You know you, you go in they have a gazon It's like old JCC you know what I mean you got this, you got the sauna, you got the mikveh kyahuigen, you know what I mean? The size of an Olympic football field. You got a little mish to hang out in there. Uh, there's no rush, there's no rush. So, Stomach uh, built this massive pool. So, says the Gemara, maybe the Shochom was not taken apart, but they would use the, the mikveh of ha-Malach to be, uh, be title. and it, didn't, it wasn't necessarily taken apart. Okay, period. Back to our discussion of the four cups of the Dalit Kaisis. And now we're going to get into this concept of pears, this concept of zugos. Very, very fascinating, uh, uh, fascinating Gemara. Here we go. You have to drink at least Dalid Kaisis, at least four cups. Hechi Mesakne Rabbonon asks the Gemara, how in the world can the Rabbanon make a decree, a halacha, that's going to lead Klai Yisrael to danger? I don't understand. What type of decree is this, Asked the Gemara? It's dangerous to drink four cups at the Pesach Sein. But we learned in Ebreissa. Lo yocha lo dom a person should never eat things in sets of two. And you shouldn't drink things in sets of two. And after a person uses the restroom, you shouldn't wipe yourself twice. And a person should not have intercourse twice in one night. At this point, the Gemara is assuming it means literal. The intercourse, we shouldn't have intercourse twice. We'll see if the Gemara is going to change from our initial understanding. But ultimately, just to take the question, I'm going to go through each of these things where the danger is. The Gemara is going to do that for us right now. But ultimately, here's the idea. You see that doing things in sets of two is dangerous. Like we explained in the beginning. For whatever reason, it looks like there's... there's more kayach, there's more power than just one power of a There's baruch okay? Two times two is four. Why would the Chachamim establish four cups? The Gemara is now going to give us a few very practical answers. Amar Rabbi Nachman. Rabbi Nachman says, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Very simple. This whole thing of zugos, this whole thing of pears, yeah, maybe you bring shade them, maybe it's some sort of a heebie But, guess what? The Pesach Seder night, there's extra protection. It's Leil Shemurim. There are people have a custom to not even knock, lock the doors of their home. We know that we don't say Hamapil when we go to sleep on the Pesach Seder night. We have an a Klai Yisrael as a whole has, has an added level of protection, and therefore... Says Reb Nachman, the first answer, um, Rama it says in the Pulsuk, Leil the the Pesach Seder there's added protection. It's a night where Hashem is has watching over us. Leil Ameshumerubam and Amazikim. Therefore, there's no concern of Mazikim demons. Don't worry about it. But in general, you're right. Says Reb Nachman. Usually, you shouldn't drink four cups. So why because you get to drink it in Paris. But at the Pesach Seder night, we're allowed to do it. Why? Promise. Leil It's a night of protection. Okay. Another answer. Rava Amar. Rava says something very, very interesting. And he says, Kaisel Bracha, the third cup, which is made on Birchas Hamazon, the Kosha Bracha, Mitztarei Fletova, it's combining for good, Okay? And the eno mitzaharif la it does not combine for ra'a, does not combine for that. Here's Rava's approach. Rava says like this. Don't view it like there's four cups, two sets of two. That's not what's happening. Rather, here's what's happening. There's three Extra cups at the Pesach Seder. Because, I am mean, not three extra cups. There's three Seder cups. It's not extra because Kiddish has to be made anyway. There's three Seder cups. The fourth cup, which is actually drunk third, is the one on Bircha Samzo So therefore, it says, Rabbi, look it like this. You have the Kiddish cup, the Magid cup, the Halal cup. That's three. And cup number three, which is the fourth cup we're counting in, is going to be Mitztarev. But since it's a kosho bracha, since it's a blessing, it's only going to bring goodness and there's no concern of Zugos. Meaning, Zugos is not a problem when you have a kosho bracha included in the sets. A kosho bracha will never bring harm. And Memela view that, therefore, view that. As the fourth, the benching cup. View it at the fourth. That's the one that's causing the pairs, and they can't bring anything back. Okay, that's Rava's approach. The seder, he's allowed to do that. Ravina says like this. Ravina, Ravina says something very very practical, and I and we, we we need to consider this in general. Okay, how this works. Ravina says. There's no four sets of two. It's not like you're drinking four cups. That's two sets of two. Says Ravina, this whole question is a mistake. We know we drink four cups. I, the Gemara, ask, what's your question? Oh, but you're drinking pears? He says, no, you're not. No, you're not. Here's what happened. I made Kiddush. That's one cup. You know what Kiddush is? The first step of Geula. The Hitzesi. I'll take you out of Egypt. And then I drink another one cup. This is not a second cup, a pear for the first cup. No. It's a new cup. I make a new haguffin. It's called Vihit Salty. And by the way, notice, when we drink the four cups of wine, we make a haguffin on each cup. Right? We make a hagafen, a new blessing, on each cup of wine. Because it's a different mitzvah. It's a new mitzvah. So says Ravina, it's not two sets of two in pairs. No shaykhs. First, you're drinking one cup. And then you're drinking one cup. Each one of the four cups represents a new element of freedom. I'll take you out. I'll save you. I'll redeem you. I'll take you as my people. It's a new step. Each and every cup. Top of Kof Yod mitzvah Aleph. Mitzvah Be'ape Each cup is a brand new mitzvah. This is not four cups in two sets of two. Now based upon that, the Gemara tells us something gishmaq. The Gemara says, okay, now that you explained to me that you could have four cups of wine, because there's no pairs here, each one is its own mitzvah, we now understand what the Gemara means when it says a person shouldn't have intercourse twice in one night. What does that mean? We said in the Bresa, the person should have intercourse uh, a, a couple uh, you know, with, the, with their wives twice in one night. Says the Gemara, what's that about? Amai. Why is that considered sets of two? Nimlachu. He, he, he had a new idea. You have a couple that gets together. Okay. They had intercourse. They did their mitzvah. They spent time together. Now it's a little bit later, and they decide to yashat again to have intercourse again. Is this considered a pair? No, it's a new decision. The same way each one of the four cups is its own mitzvah. So why can't each action be its own mitzvah? A good kasha. View it like there's one. Like there's one act, and now there's a second act. Am I? why is it a problem? Nimlachu. Answers the Gemara, you're right. There's taka, no problem. But you know what we meant? We meant as follows. Of course a, a couple could have it, of course, twice in one night. No problem. Amr, um, Rabbi, Rabbi says, Here's how you got to explain the price. The Yaichal v'yas etzrochav. Hear what it means. A person shouldn't eat a pair of something and then... Have intercourse. You shouldn't eat two of anything in a pair or drink two of anything in a pair, and then go into intercourse. Why? Because maybe by you eating pears, it brought some sort of bad uh, uh, a ruach raw, a, bad, uh, a weakening on your spirit. And now if a person has intercourse, it'll make them very, very weak because of what they ate in pairs previously. But in a chanami. Granted, you're allowed to have intercourse as many times a person wants in one night. There's no problem. So what did we mean not to do it twice? All it means is that you shouldn't even do it once when you already involved yourselves, when I already involved myself in eating pears, If I ate something in pairs or I drank something up then a person should refrain from intercourse because of the bad health effect um, it can have on their bodies. And we are up to Tanu Rabono, we're up to the Rabbis Learned a new Brisa. We will hold it here for this evening, and uh, get ready for a fascinating ride, for a fascinating uh, final ten blot of uh, some beautiful and powerful Gomaras Gemaras, and, you know, both concerning the Leil HaSeder, uh, as well as uh, as well as other things, and we'll hold it here for this evening. We'll see everybody tomorrow night. Be'ezras Hashem.